Hey, I'm Sarah. When planning our home birth, my husband, Matthew, and I were really frustrated by the lack of empowering and honest home birth resources. So we created this podcast to start a new conversation for moms and families like us. This is Doing It at Home. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. Before we jump into the episode, just a couple of notes for you. If you are not subscribed to us on iTunes yet, go ahead and do it. Go do it. Go subscribe on iTunes. Go give us a review if you feel so inspired because believe it or not, that really helps us in getting heard by more people and spreading this magical, amazing message of empowered birth across the world. So go do that. Also, the holidays are coming up and what better gift to give yourself or a fellow mama than balance. Yes, balance. So I, outside of this podcast, am a balanced lifestyle coach, and I have created the Balanced Mama Moments album. It is a compilation of 21 tracks covering all ins, ends, odds, all the things of crazy journey that is motherhood. And you can listen to a preview of it on my website at sarahbivens.com slash mama. So go check that out because we all need some balance in the holiday season that is coming up and upon us. Okay. All right. This episode is a really awesome one. We are following up with Katie McCormick, the expat living in Ireland. If you remember her from episode 73, she and her husband, Ryan moved to Ireland, got pregnant and were planning their home birth. And there's another cool tie in with Katie's story because we spoke with a friend of Katie's, another Katie, if you can believe that Katie drew in episode 76 about non moms and why non moms are important in the birthing community and in conversations around home home birth. And get this, at the time we spoke to Katie Drew in that episode 76, Katie McCormick over in Ireland, stay with me, was in labor, was laboring with baby river while we were having that conversation. And so now we get to talk with Katie and hear about that experience, hear about labor. Katie was due July 4th and baby river didn't arrive until July 17th. So this is definitely an example of a story of patience and surrender. (laughs) But we also talk a lot about postpartum life and community and things that have been really helpful in postpartum and things that come up that you weren't expecting, all of that great stuff. We talk about natural induction as well, for those of you mamas interested in that and some of the things involved there. And we get to hear from Ryan. Ryan joins us. And my favorite quote of the episode comes from Ryan, and that is, Regarding the birth, it was outrageous and so amazing. He describes it as one of the most extraordinary events of living. And we completely agree. (laughs) So what am I doing still talking? Here's the episode. Enjoy it. It's really awesome. Go, listen. Hey, Katie and Ryan, welcome to the Doing It At Home podcast. Hello. It's good Hello. to be back in Ryan's first time. <laughs> yes, yes. This is this is cool. Uh we don't do a ton of two parters. We've done a couple and so Katie, we're just excited to hear about about your, you know, Little River's birth and uh Ryan, it's super cool to have you on the show as well. So thank you both for carving out some time to hang out with us. Yeah, real pleasure. Yeah, definitely. 
So um, just to recap very briefly um, for listeners who haven't listened to your part one, um, they need to. So go to episode 73 where we hear, you know, the preparation and, and all of that great stuff leading up to birth. But then also you inspired another episode, episode 76, where we speak with another Katie. So Katie Drew, one of your best friends who got into the show and had been listening and herself is a non-mom. And that episode um, inspired a lot of great feedback and dialogue amongst listeners, you know, who reached out to us or commented, whatnot, um, and just really appreciating the non-mom perspective being represented. And I think we have a lot of women who listen to the show who have not been pregnant yet. And it's been a a great resource. So anyway, I just wanted to thank you because you've, you know, inspired this huge ripple effect, not only in your episode, which had a lot of great nuggets in it. And a lot of people um, resonated on, especially with expat living and planning a birth outside of your, your native country. So there's that. And then speaking with Katie Drew. So just thank you for that. (laughs) It's been awesome. Yeah, no, I, I just love it that the connections have happened and, it's so, I just think it's so cool. The podcast Avenue, you know, connecting people all over the world and making the world a lot smaller. So yeah, I'm here. We're both here to talk about expat living. If anyone wants to ever, (laughs) we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. And just to speak to the connection, um, again, episode 73 is your part one and episode 76 is Katie Drew's non-mom conversation. And in that episode, as we were talking to Katie Drew, you were in labor. Yes, that was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I I knew that afterwards and it gave me goosebumps. That was so like, that's amazing that two powerful women in my life, you know, mm. <laughs> were talking about it. It was, I definitely think that added to the whole picture. So yeah, cool. our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection. Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So speaking of that picture, you know, tell us about it. <laughs> what were those, you know, last few days, you know, before before birthing time or what were you all doing? How were you kind of setting the stage and preparing? Yeah. So, okay. Well, um, River was born on July 17th. And so he has a really cool birthday, seven, seventeen, seventeen. That is cool. Uh, oh, I like that. <laughs> but uh, his due date, whatever, you know, I I never really took that too seriously. Yeah. Uh, but it was July fourth, so he was um, fourteen days afterwards, or thirteen. Um, and that was totally. I tried to have no expectations um, because you just can't. But that was hard for me. So I would say my first, um, 
or lesson together as a family, as a mom with River uh, was to completely let go because, um, you know, you come to your due date and I thought, oh, I don't think he'll be due or born today. But then you get into three days later, five days later, 10 days later. <laughs> oh, gosh. And uh, just want to um, cry. You know, it was very emotional for me. Uh, Ryan can speak to that even more from an outside perspective. But it was it was just a huge lesson in surrendering because it's out of your control, you know. And I very much believe babies come exactly when they're supposed to and that they already know when they're coming, you know, however they come. So I really had to kind of walk my talk because here I am very much believer of that and the universe has your back. And then um, here I'm 13 days after I thought. So, um, and I got laryngitis the last five days. Don't oh, ask me why. Wow. So I, Man. it was really, really interesting. I had no voice. Um, <gasps> so I'll go into that because the birth was really silent. But um, my parents came from the States to stay with us and my dad could only come two weeks um, thinking, oh, the baby will definitely be born, you know, within two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he had to leave before River was here. So there was just a lot of, um, and that was all, you know, meant to be, but there was a little bit of pressure on, I put on myself because here's my mom and dad staying in our cottage and it's tiny already and we're all in here together. <laughs> and then every day they were kind of like, any different feelings? You got cramps? You feel, and I just had nothing, you know, mm. until it was on. So I, uh, there was some days, I think that's maybe why emotionally I got laryngitis because I just didn't want to talk about it anymore. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it was kind of like a cold slash, yeah, no voice. So, um, but anyway, there was a lot of beauty in that. And with being at home birth here, um, the midwife, is still operating through the health um, service, you know, the overall healthcare department. So she has to, by law, um, go and bring you into the hospital day 10 over your due date to check the fluid around the baby and check um, their movements and that everything's cool. Otherwise, you'd if there wasn't, you'd stay at the hospital and not have your home birth. Mm -hmm. So getting to that day 10 was really also emotional because I never thought, I'd be having to go to the hospital again for anything. Um, and so we go and it's about an hour and a half drive and we get there and thank goodness everything checked out. Okay. And the fluid river was just cool, just chilling. So they said he looked really good and, uh, we didn't know it was a boy, but everything was good. And, um, so we went back home and the, you have, they said that was a Friday and they said, okay, you have till Monday to give birth at home. If you don't have a spontaneous birth, you have to come into the hospital and be induced. Um, and if we weren't to do that, um, let's say a free birth, our midwife wouldn't be able to come and facilitate it, um, or be here for us and get paid. She would be breaking the law basically if we pushed at home. So, um, that was like, Okay, game on, you know. So I came yeah. home day 10 and uh let's just say did every natural induction method in the book. Um nipple stimulation for hours. My nipples were like raw. Oh man. 
I heard that that helps. Yeah. Essential oils, um, rosemary and clary sage oil. And I was drinking straight, like boiling cinnamon sticks. Cause I, oh, wow. it, I could go on and on with those, uh, the list of things. And then on Sunday, which would be the last day before I was going to have to be induced, I drank castor oil. So mm-hmm. I drank two tablespoons of that in orange juice, which wasn't too bad actually. And, um, nothing happened within, you know, they say about three hours, you should maybe feel cramps. So, I mean, I was pretty much locked myself in our bedroom, was just lighting all the candles, saying all sorts of prayers, (laughs) more prayers than I have in my entire life, and just kind of letting go. And I had a moment where um, I just felt all of a sudden like, well, you know, if he's supposed to be induced, then that was already the way it's supposed to be. And I have to just completely surrender here. So I did, I feel for the most part. And that night, so that'd be Sunday night um, at two in the morning. So technically Monday, I woke up with really, really intense cramps and mm-hmm. I knew, okay, this better be it. <laughs> and so I woke up and was like, so excited um, because I had just so much gratitude. And I think that was a game changer for me, to be honest, because knowing it was the last possible minute to do this the way I wanted to, it was like I had no fear, zero fear. I can honestly say that because gratitude just saved me because it was like, bring on the pain. Like I was waiting so long almost for anything that um, I think that just put me into a zone where I was so excited, you know, just a huge smile, like, woo, like I just wanted it to get more and more intense and I was okay with it. So, um, that was huge. And I think if he came any earlier, I don't know if mentally I would have been in that place, you know? So big, big thing for me. Um, that is so cool. Should I keep, should I keep going <laughs> into this birth or? I, I want to hear real quick. I want to hear from Ryan and I'm curious Yeah, yeah. Uh, for you, Ryan, what was it like hanging out for those, those two weeks? Um, it was, it was, uh, <laughs> it was actually, it wasn't really, uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty calm under most circumstances. Actually, when, when circumstances are a little stressful, I'm probably even calmer. Um, I, I think that what was giving us a little bit of pause was just that the, the HSE, um, they, they kind of about 30 years ago, they mandated like the, that you had to be induced, you know, whatever it is, two weeks after the due date, they just kind of latched on the due date. And, you know, like 30 years ago, they would still just kind of like monitor the vitals of the baby and the mother and let things take their natural course. And I think that that just kind of really created a stressor. So most of the time I was just trying to get that out of, you know, Katie's immediate, you know, conscious thought and just focus on, okay, what can we do? Let's distract ourselves. Let's, you know, we, we went on a lot of like hikes. We showed her folks around cause they'd never actually been to this part of Ireland. So we kind of distracted ourselves. And then when she started feeling um, contractions, you know, I think it was just like this huge sort of sigh of relief and elation and but then you know i think that 
I think she started about 2.15 in the morning and he came at 10.37 p.m. And the contractions never let up. You know, she was working the whole time. (laughs) And, um, you know, to Katie's amazing credit, I mean, not once did she ever um, complain or scream or, you know. Well, I couldn't scream. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I think I, I mean, would have maybe. Her, her, she still had she still had some voice, but like she really just she was just such a trooper, and um, and our midwife Elka was really really amazing. Um, but we yeah we you know I think we just we really found out like how strong we are together, and and um, you know I. I, for myself, I'm just, I can't even imagine not being a participant in it. Um, it just, it was just like a completely natural act as far as I'm concerned. So, but, um, yeah, it was like a real witnessing of real, you know, human strength and fortitude. I think I, I really couldn't not believe, um, you know, the effort that she put in and how strong she was. Cause I think a few times, you know, she just, felt like she was going to get it out and um and it, and and he wouldn't come and and then she'd get tired and she really still had a lot more to go and at the very end that's when the real strength really came through and i think in about 10 pushes um she delivered him and right in the kitchen <laughs> so and and there was an, another midwife that came that was really great to assist. That's a, that's a requirement that there's two of them on hand. And, um, you know, he just, it, it, it was completely textbook. They thought it was textbook. They really couldn't believe it. I think it's a pretty rare thing to see uh, a first time mother, you know, do a home birth, um, with no assistance really. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it was just, it was outrageous. It was like, so, so amazing. Like I kind of think of for myself, you know, it's like this all, you know, I, I could, I could have lived my whole life, you know, and not been blessed with this happening. And it would be like missing out on like one of the most extraordinary events of, of even living, you know? So, and you know, it's, it's amazing. I mean, he's, he's in my arms right now. (laughs) Uh, it's, it's surreal, you know, it's like, it's like, I can't believe he's there and, and at the same time, he's always been here. Mm. So that's amazing. Wow, a lot of great quotables there, Ryan. I'm like <laughs> writing furiously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he kind of shared some of the some birth details too. Um, so I can go into that if you guys. Yeah, would like. totally. Yeah, take us into. I mean. Um, I was feeling it when he was saying that the, they didn't really let up over that period of time. I'm like, Oh, I get it. Like I could just, I could kind of put myself in that space and like imagine to the best of my ability, like, yep. Like you, you wanted it, you were excited. So you said, bring it and it got brought. (laughs) I know. Yeah. It was, um, like I said, no early labor for me. I felt honestly completely great until it was, it was on, you know? So, um, and I still felt great, but yeah, it, it came on and I thought <laughs> I've heard other moms on your, on your podcast say this, like, Oh, I thought I was going to go on a walk at first or lay down yeah. and rest for the first few, you know? <laughs> oh yes. Oh I, yes. Like 
so we tried to spoon on the couch and light a fire because it's the middle of the night and my mom was asleep, you know, and um, spooning lasted about one second. And I stood up <laughs> and was like, nope, 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 nope. Um, so the first three hours, I was so exhausted because I only had slept, you know, two hours that night. Um, but still, you get energy from somewhere. So I kind of just stood up and swayed my hips and had my eyes closed. And the funny thing is, those three hours felt like two minutes. Mm-hmm. So I clearly wow. slept standing up, which is just amazing because I would never have been able to do that. Um, and the midwife came. And as soon as she came, I felt the urge to vomit. And it wasn't painful or anything. It was just, I think, to be honest, it was the castor oil and stuff. Um, yeah. And just the intensity, it was it was so on. And I was just already kind of in that mode um, of really, really deep meditation. And so it just came up and it was not scary or painful. It just, they got a bucket and took care of that. And, um, I really had nothing left in my body cause I had, let's just say disposed everything else the night before or the day before. Um, so I think after I, I threw up, I felt really, really good. And then it was like, okay, let's fill up the pool. I was like, I must be at five centimeters. Cause our midwife said she doesn't want me getting in the pool until I'm at least five centimeters. So I thought it's been a while. These are really, you know, on, they're exactly like a minute and a half apart, um, or three minutes apart, lasting about a minute and a half. So, um, so we fill up the pool, I get in and, she lets me get in first of all before I'm five centimeters because I think she just saw me and saw how tired I was. And she's like, Oh, okay. Yep. Just well, get the, in and relax. The, the pool can calm you down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I got in and the kind of funny thing is it had a hole in it and did not last. So Ryan was like oh, every mm. five minutes, um, blowing it up again. And it was this obnoxious noise like, you know, and I'm, <laughs> In there with like my snowboarding plane and everything, and then all of a sudden to be like, and I'd rise up like the dead, and then I'd drop back down, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just kind of funny. So I got out of there in about twenty minutes, and then I was like, okay, um, maybe I'll pop up in the shower then, you know. And I heard that can be really relaxing. And the shower in Ireland, a lot of times, most showers here you have to heat them first by putting turning the immersion switch on the wall. And we had it on, but I think we used so much of the hot water to fill the pool that when I got in the shower, uh, it turned ice cold in three about three minutes. Man. So, yeah. So theme there was water was not meant to be, and that's totally okay. But in the moment, I was like, "All right, like, you know, I really thought these would be my go-to's." So, um, the hot water bottle actually was huge for me, and so I just kept that on. Um, my lower waist and just really just moved the whole time. We walked around the house. I bounced on a ball. Um, so it was very active um, in that sense. And gosh, I'm trying to think of the biggest themes. Um, it lasted a long time. And my midwife said that she could tell that was just because I was tired. Um, so I was really, I wasn't fully as Ina may say, diving in and and going to the full threshold of them, mm. mentally, of the waves. Mm-hmm. Um, 
from the exhaustion. So I kind of had to have a few hours where I just wasn't fully going into them. Yeah. Um, to get my energy back. And I ate, I ate some food and I had Ryan made me a smoothie and, um, just took that in and then was recharged. And from then on, it was really kind of go time. Mm -hmm. Um, something I will never forget is at about seven centimeters, um, seven and a half or so. I didn't really get checked most of the time. She checked me about twice, but, um, I thought I wanted to push and she, Elka, our midwife said, um, well, let me just check you. You know, she's very kind of calm about it all, of course. And instead of telling me that I was only seven and a half, she didn't say anything. She just said, you know what? I want you to walk up the stairs three times and down. And these stairs in this cottage, this cottage is about 200 years old. So these stairs are the original and they are straight up no. and they're tiny and they're crooked and, you know, gnarly. And, um, just even lifting my foot up at that point was like <laughs> insane. Yeah. And I just looked at her and I'll never forget this for all the days that I live. She just looked at me and I thought she was joking. And I was like, huh? And she's like, you're going to go up the stairs three times. And then I promise you, you can push. And I was like, and I found something so deep within me as all women do. And I did it. And I still cannot believe, like I wow. thought, uh, yeah, I didn't think I had it. I don't want to say I thought I was going to die because I didn't, but it was just more like I didn't think I could do it. And, um, but there's just no for an, you know, you can't take no for an answer. So I, I did it and I swayed my hips and the way she wanted me to. And, um, the third time when I was on the top of the stairs, his little nursery room is right at the top. And I just remember, looking in there and seeing everything ready mm. for a person and just like really bearing down at the top of the stairs and just looking in the nursery and just going, okay, like this is what, it, you know, this is what I got to do. And you're going to be in this room. And I just pictured myself like in there with him um, or the baby. <laughs> and uh, that took me to another place and I was able to really just, really release. And I came downstairs and she was like, yep, he's right there. So we could feel his head. And, um, yeah, like Ryan said, it was about 10 pushes, which wow. wasn't bad. Um, and it really, I felt the ring of fire, but I also got numb pretty quickly. I don't remember it being too painful. Um, and I did tear, which I didn't even feel. Um, and so, yeah, and I was able, I was on all fours and, um, I was actually the one we didn't really plan how it's going to happen. Cause you can't, I guess, but I got to catch him myself because he just slipped on oh, out. So, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was pretty much just the best moment ever. So we just looked at each other and we for totally forgot to check the gender, um, <laughs> for a while. <laughs> the midwife was really sweet. She didn't want to announce it herself. So she just kept going. So what, what, you know, have a look, take a look. Yeah. And the umbilical cord was kind of covering that area. So we, we moved it and we just looked at each other like, Oh my God. Cause oh. it's just the best surprise in the world. So. Wow. Yeah. And Ryan, we're about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we get it. Yeah. It's, 
It's such a transformational, powerful, beautiful experience. Um, Ryan, where were you when River was born? Uh, sitting next to Katie, she was she was in my lap while she was doing her pushing. I I I was there the whole time because yeah, you know, if she was getting you know into the tub or standing up or whatever, um, she was hanging on to me. So she was she was never by herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. that was huge. I have to say, I personally, I know every, I just think every mama, mama, woman (laughs) should go with her gut. But, um, I realized I needed him there personally and I really didn't want him to leave my side the entire time. And just using him to grip him and do squats and things was incredible. And he, he just knew what to say, which it was huge. I think there was only a couple times I told him to, shh, you know, <laughs> where you don't want any talking. Um, but for the most part, just hearing like you're doing it and seeing his smile and looking in my eyes, saying, "I," you know, he kept saying, "I so much respect for you. You are so strong. You are mm. blowing away right now." You know, you really uh, maybe that's filling the ego, but for me, it really, I really needed to hear that, you know, um, to get into kind of game mode and. Yeah, it was so powerful. I I feel like I locked eyes with him so many times and it was like it took me to another place, you know, realizing, you know, this is we created this baby and now we're birthing this baby together and um that was amazing. We'll never be the same again, you know. Mm. Wow, that's so awesome. Way to go, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Wow. There's so many things I love about that. Um, the the It seems like the birth team was really on point. You know, everyone showed up exactly the way that they needed to. And the way you described Elka and telling you to go up the stairs. I mean, along with your own your own personal power, I, there had to have been a... a a sense of trust, you know, created there for this woman to tell you to go up the stairs because anyone else or in any other sort of situation, I'd be like, um, how about you go walk up some stairs and, um, fall (laughs) off them? Cause I'm not doing that right now. But, um, that, that connection and that relationship, um, and just trusting in that process. Um, I love all of that. And then the, the affirmation that it sounds like Ryan was able to give you. And I think it's just, you know, that intimacy that you cultivated with this person that you're now creating another life form with, you know, they can kind of see and sense what it is that you need when you need it. And especially in a situation like this, and especially being that Ryan is someone who tends to be even more calm during um, intense situations. I mean, it was just all really set up beautifully to give you, you know, what you need, like give you that fuel and um, acknowledging it for what it is. Like, yeah, incredible respect and incredible amazement at what you were doing. It's like, I don't think there's any ego 
allowed in a birthing scenario like this because it, it won't survive. You know, it, it won't it won't take legs. So I think that's, like there's no ego in that that sort of thing. Yeah, that's a good point. You really you're really uh, figuratively and literally stripped down. You know, to your your soul and. Um, yeah, the affirmations were huge from what he was saying. And then I also, I should say, I had Katie Drew on episode, I think you said 76. Um, she made me this absolutely amazing banner um, wow. with little fabric swatches on it that had painted affirmation like, you know, you got this and each breath brings a child closer to you and all sorts of things that were huge. And that was hanging up in our kitchen, which was most of the labor was in our kitchen. Um, and I looked at that and truly was, was able, cause I had it hanging for most of the pregnancy. So I think seeing it again, you know, for all the times I had read it during pregnancy and imagined what it would be like the day of, um, that was absolutely amazing. And, Another really cool thing um, of just connecting women and everything um, in Ireland. I don't know if I mentioned this in the first episode, but traditionally women here, uh, at least definitely in our area, light a candle when they hear, hear a woman's in labor, even if they don't know the woman. Um, and it's like a chain. It, you know, they just text each other and it goes out and out and out. And I had a group text just to a few ladies uh, that Ryan texted when I went into labor and, you know, then obviously we didn't look at our phones till a couple of days later, really. But when I got back on, I mean, I had, I think it was over 150 women, um, throughout the Southern coast and West coast of Ireland that had lit candles for me. And I do not know that many women wow. here. Wow. And that, I mean, I felt it. I really, really did. I feel like it just went so smoothly and I felt so strong and um, that was extremely powerful, you know, that it just, the chain went on and you could see it on uh, Facebook and through the text message and um, just huge. You know, and I thought that was really rad and more people should do that. <laughs> that is rad. So we may have talked about this, but I honestly don't know. And I'll admit that because mom brain is so real, but it sounds familiar because, um, we had something like that too. Um, one of the women who attended our birth was on our birth team. She texted this extended group of women who, you know, had thrown me a little shower and done a little like kind of blessing for me. And, um, later the, in the day after Maya was born, I looked at my phone and I saw not 150, but like 10, um, candles all lit up and so they had all sent pictures in the group like so they had done that same thing they they lit the candle when they heard I was in labor and then they all blew it out once they heard that Maya was born and um that's yeah like I got goosebumps as you were describing that yeah I just thought such a simple thing in the way but like huge you know just yeah. connection yeah it's a beautiful display of of support and love and community and that's awesome that's super mm -hmm. cool I hear yeah. I hear some baby coos. Yes. <laughs> you also so we're we're doing the bounce as I love it. I love it. Well, if you could just share for a few minutes, you know, both of you, you know, could chime in however, you know, you kinda wanna break it down, what happens after home birth or what it's been like for you over these past 11 weeks. Um, you know, we've gotten some questions from listeners via email and things like that to just touch on a little bit more of the postpartum experience, which, you know, I get it. We have all of this conversation, all of this preparation for birth. And then sometimes, 
you know, it feels like it kind of trails off and people are kind of left hanging there with this new baby and things are happening that they didn't expect or they didn't know about. And, um, it can feel, I mean, you can insert any adjective there for how it can feel, but, um, yeah, just how you guys are doing and when what's come up or what you've done to help navigate this, this entire new journey now that you're on. Yeah. Um, I think that's wonderful to talk about this because I agree. You kind of, you have the baby and that's really when, you know, the biggest chapter starts. Right. Um, and so being at home, um, Oh, we're going to change positions. Hold on. Uh, (laughs) being at home, I think the biggest thing was, and my midwife said this. she came back the next day. She actually came for two weeks after he was born. That's Um, great. Two weeks. That's awesome. Huge. Yeah. Really huge. Um, and she came back the next day and she was like, okay, you might feel a little weepy on day three. You know, your milk is going to come in. And that's usually when women feel super emotional because the hormones change drastically. And, uh, but she said, you know, I find that women that have the birth baby at home have a lot less of that because there's not this huge going from a very unhomey place in the mm-hmm. hospital to, um, to home. Right. And, um, where it's like, okay, in the hospital, all these nurses are telling us what to do and help, you know, from what I've heard. And then you get home and it's like, there's a kind of a shock to the system in a way, right? Because you left the house, not a mother. And then you come back and you're a mom. Um, sort of what I heard, obviously haven't experienced that myself, but, um, big part I think was that we're, we're at home. We never left the house, you know? So, um, as you guys know. So that was huge. And I really, I mean, I, granted, I did feel super emotional when my milk came in, but it was, um, very positive and nourishing, you know, and we were getting fed and I was able to just stay in my bed for pretty much three days and with river and Ryan. And it was like, just kind of being prepared for that, but also knowing how lucky and just grateful we've felt to have the experience at home, um, for me was just a dream to be honest. And Mm. it didn't feel like I just kept seeing him being born in the kitchen every single time I went into the kitchen. Yeah. It was just flash in my mind and it just felt like the whole house had transformed. Like he, you know, babies bless the houses. I mean, I really feel that way. So it was cool. And we actually, we had these little twinkle lights on the ceiling through the birth. And I remember right when he was born, his eyes shot open and he looked up and he just fixated on, you know, I know they only see kind of like black and white or whatever, but fixated on these twinkle lights. And to this day, every time we come downstairs and turn on those lights, his head goes up and he looks at them. And I just think that's been his scene since, you know, the first moment. That's super cool. uh, You know, stuff like that made it, pretty amazing. Um, some things that I, I guess wasn't quite as prepared for was, um, you hear tons of stories about breastfeeding if, um, and I was really passionate about that even before having a baby. Um, and that I think women don't talk about, I don't know, this is my experience as much. Um, just, you know, you just think, oh, I had this beautiful home birth. I'm a natural mama. Breastfeeding's just going to be like this super blissful thing. And 
And granted, it's gotten to that point, but the first few days are hard, you know, just it's all new. And I think the best thing that my midwife said to me and my mom that really was huge is, hey, look at him. He's just learning how to use his tongue. You know, Mm. he's just learning how to use his mouth. Um, And that was huge. It was like, oh, yeah, this isn't this is a team. This isn't just me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And just having that patience and support uh, was huge. I highly recommend um, women having a very experienced mom that has breastfed before, if that's what they're choosing to do, um, around them consistently for the first few days, Mm. just to remind you that it gets better, um, give you that confidence and support. And if anything, just remember remind you to drink water, (laughs) tons and tons of water. Mm -hmm. Um, Gosh, another thing was to integrate, even with the home birth, I would say integrating the whole birth experience um, because you come out a a different person, right? You feel, at least for me, I felt like I went to somewhat of a psychedelic place and just really felt I mean, it's intense. It's life force, right? So I remember just feeling a little shaky the first few days um, and just kind of like, whoa. And, you know, I'd hear my mom and Ryan talking and I just felt like I was a bystander. Like I didn't feel like I was fully there. Mm. Um, Just probably exhaustion, hormones, um, pure, just crazy love for your child and everything and your body looking all different and all of that. So Something that I feel was so helpful is one of my good friends here came over on like day four and after he was born and gave me a bath soak and she Mm. just wrote a little note on it and she said, this is your homework. Even if you're in the bath for five minutes, um, you need to take a bath every day and, and have a mini meditation and basically, you know, let Ryan know that that's your only goal for the day (laughs) that you want at least to get that in. And, um, just the way she wrote it and gave me this bath salt, it was like, Oh, Oh yeah, I need to do that for myself. And I don't think I would have, you know, I was Mm -hmm. so deep in the, Oh my gosh, I'm a new mom. I, I can't be by myself for even one second. Um, and just knowing it's okay, that was huge. I mean, I remember getting in the bath right after she left and gave me those. And Ryan said, yeah, just go take a bath. And I got him. Mm. And just sobbing, you know, yeah. like integrating the whole thing, you know, just wow. And it's not that you're depressed or down. It's just like you are a changed person, you know, and you have this life. And it's mind-blowing. And it's every emotion in the book all at once. And um So I just think allowing that time, you know, I didn't expect, I guess I didn't even think about that before he was here, you know, of how important that is. Um, So yeah, I've, I've also loved your balanced mama tracks. I just did the meditation. (laughs) Um, Huge, 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 huge. Just to have that you know, somebody, you, um, be saying things that you think all the time or you feel you need reminders of. And, um, yeah, I just think being more supportive of that, you know, and not making anyone feel isolated or that their experience is different or wrong or whatever, because every baby is as different as 
you know, they're people. So yeah. they're all different. Um, and I think as long as your baby feels valued and loved and is warm and fed and all those things, like you are so doing a great job. Yeah. You know, I have to <laughs> all the time oh my gosh so much yes to that <laughs> yeah um I know we put high expectations on ourselves you know I I want him to feel like he's floating and like a Buddha in the air because he's so <laughs> taken care of you know but uh <laughs> but that's just not reality so you just have to um stay grounded and I think those little moments of support and just you know, as much as I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm uh, doing a home birth and I'm so passionate about this and that I really have um, determination, I would say, in my life. That determination is still there, but I had to be softened and I was, there's strength in softening, you know, and I feel like that's happened after the birth and that's something I didn't, could have never known was going to happen or what that looked like. And, you know, that just means allowing yourself to cry and allowing yourself to ask for help and allowing yourself to take a bath. And, um, it makes you that much more excited and totally able to be in the moment when you're holding your baby, you know, that is incredible. I, yeah, you did. Yes. All of that was so great. Um, well, thank you. you uh, I love that. <laughs> wow. Um, both of you, all three of you, all three of you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. I mean, gosh, it's been such a pleasure to like be a part of your experience and be a part of your journey and like feel, you know, a part of the family. It's been such an honor for us. And, um, you know, just so excited for this now journey that you're on. And um, we just really appreciate you. Yeah, we do. Yeah, same here. It's so amazing to connect on your podcast, I think, has inspired, I know, us, but so many people. And your Balanced Mama tracks are huge, and I just highly recommend them. But I, yeah, thank you guys so much for letting us talk about it and creating a space to be completely honest and open. So thank you. <laughs> thank you both. Thank you. <laughs> note about the doing it at home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad approved. Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.